Welcome to AgTech360, where we take a 360-degree view into emerging agriculture technologies that matter with our host, Adrian Percy. So this is Adrian Percy with AgTech360, and today I'm very happy to welcome Charles Hall. Charles is the Executive Director of the NC Soybean Producers Association, and we're going to talk about what is a commodity group, what is a, an association, how do you represent growers. We're going to talk a little bit about soybeans and the value proposition for those growers and how to improve it through working through the university and working through other technology providers. But first of all, welcome, Charles. Thanks, Adrian. It's, it's great to be here. Great to be with you. Yeah, so I know you have a long history in agriculture. So tell us a little bit about your background and, and kind of how you got to, to be running this very important uh, commodity group uh, representing North Carolina growers. Well, um, I would describe myself as, as a former academic at no account and a jack-of-all-trades, and that's really how I got to be running a commodity association. Uh, I grew up on a land-grant university campus, uh, so everybody I knew back then was either they were in extension, they were in a department, uh, worked for USDA. And my family uh, is, is from South Alabama, and they've been agriculturalists for generations, but I didn't actually get into agriculture until I started doing agricultural marketing, uh, specifically international and export marketing, uh, the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Uh, and, and after uh, so some years doing marketing, uh, I transitioned into the commodity association world, working for farmer leaders, which I'm, I'm very happy to continue to do. It's been a great experience. So tell me a little bit about what a commodity association does. For instance, the NC uh, Soybean uh, Growers Association. What, what is the real purpose of this, uh, this group? Yes, yeah, so I'll give you a specific example and then the kind of general picture. So one thing we specifically do program-wise is, is we uh, develop research, for example, into animal nutrition and animal health that increases the value proposition of soybean production. And in, in the case of animal nutrition and animal health, uh, specifically, we try to distinguish U.S. soybean and North Carolina soybean from its competitors based on the value drivers in soy, which uh, in that case would be the amino acid content and, and the energy in soy. So that's kind of a specific example. And, and I think the keywords are, you know, we distinguish the value, whether it's an intrinsic value like the amino acid content in soy or some extrinsic value like the fact that it's produced sustainably according uh, to certain practices and principles here in the United States or in North Carolina. Um, so what's a commodity association? Uh, typically it's um, a group of farmer leaders who have come together, uh, in our case, uh, to invest farmer dollars into research, uh, into soy marketing and promotion and, and into um, sharing consumer information about soy. So you're not just looking out then for, you know, increasing soybean yield, but actually, you know, what is the value downstream of that soybean product, whatever it may be coming out of, uh, out of the fields? That's correct. Um, farmers are very good at farming. Uh, and, and certainly a, a lot of the, the research that is done is in uh, agronomic uh, practical agricultural research. 
But I, I think increasingly the, the U.S. farmer industry, the grower industry, through its associations, uh, which we can talk about how, how those are, are structured and funded, uh, that, that farmer industry has started to invest more and more in uh, innovation and discovery. And as an example of that, our, our United Soybean Board, which is the national level soybean board, uh, partnered with uh, an organization called the Yield Lab Institute. And, and they've got this, this uh, competition called the Soy Innovation Challenge. And, and, and the purpose really is to generate ideas that, that can be developed into products or businesses. And again, uh, you know, because we're uh, the, the number one terrestrial protein, we uh, a lot of these technologies end up being in the areas of animal nutrition and animal welfare. Yeah, so you're, you're investing in university research, I guess, yes. but also in new ideas coming out of the private sector that could ultimately provide value and, and added, added value to, to your growers. Absolutely. Uh, again, you know, our biggest customer, uh, especially being based in North Carolina versus another soy producing state, our, our customers are animals. Let's just say it that way. Our, our biggest customer is, is the, the poultry industry and the swine industry. Uh, you know, here in North Carolina, we've got, what, what, 10 million swine on the ground at any particular time. We've got probably a billion birds. So d developing um, the, the quality characteristics of soy and, and feed ingredients produced from soy uh, and technologies that aid uh, in the digestibility of amino acids that, that, that reduce some of the uh, anti-nutritional factors in soy uh, that make it easier to process and market soy-based feed ingredients to that industry uh that, that's really crucial for us yeah so what what are the things that you're seeing out there that you, you know you're interested in given your position in terms of maybe addressing some of those challenges that you described earlier I'm, i've been particularly interested in uh startups uh technologies innovations that, that allow us to um, enhance those intrinsic and extrinsic qualities of soy. One of these interesting innovations is, is the, the biotech startup ZCal, which has a soybean trait, a genetic trait that, that allows growers to, to grow a bean that has an increased composition and, and there's no penalty in terms of a yield drag or a yield penalty. So you, you can grow the bean and it has increased protein, it has increased oil uh, and you get the same yield as, as with a, a, a more commodity type bean, which, which is a great innovation. Normally there would be some penalty if you increase protein, normally oil would decrease. Or if you, if you do a specialty trait, normally you would suffer some yield loss compared to other cultivars. So it, it, it's a great technology, has, has great promise. And uh, it, it works on the principle of uh, de developing an ability in the organism to, to produce more photosynthate. Yeah. Which, which is a broader research area that, that's going on uh, not, not only in the ag biotech startup space, but in, in public research as well. So that's really exciting to see those developments. Well, it's a great coincidence you bring them up because Zika will be the next guest on this pod. So we'll explore that a little bit more with their CEO. You've obviously, you're here representing North Carolina growers, but you, I know you work very closely with the United Soybean Board. Are the issues that soybean growers face across the nation pretty similar and the types of solutions pretty similar to what you see here in North Carolina or is there anything you know particular about North Carolina that you know is, is not necessarily relevant in the Midwest or even in other countries like you know Brazil and so on? 
I think North Carolina is, is fortunate that we are at a, an almost ideal latitude to, to grow a world-class soybean in terms of, again, the intrinsic quality of the bean. So we're at the perfect latitude, the perfect temperate climate where we can produce a really high-protein soybean. In comparison to places like Brazil where there's a bigger disadvantage there to, to producing a quality soybean in, soybean in a tropical environment, you know, the deck is to some extent stacked against the Brazilians to begin with based on where they are in the world. With the Midwest and, you know, soybean has, has crept further and further north as the years have gone by as, as seed traits have been developed that, that can be grown further north. There, there is a, apparently some some penalties and limitations the further north you go uh, that, that would uh, require some special attention and conceivably you know you, you might get a higher protein or higher oil content uh, a different composition depending on what latitude you're at so yeah there, there there's some specific things that, that differ here uh, primarily the, the the varieties we produce would, would be very different from a northern latitude and probably very different from a tropical environment yeah, and I guess as you said before, you know, the fact that we have such an important livestock sector here in North Carolina, essentially your customers are on the doorstep for, I guess, most of the product that's already being produced in this state. We, we like to think that, that we're working to, to grow a, a high-quality soybean that's got the extrinsic sustainability characteristics that are, are really going to appeal to the entire value chain. There, there is a bit of a disconnect in the value chain, however, so... U.S. farmers, soybean farmers, through their commodity associations, have invested very heavily in research into animal nutrition, and they understand very well how soybean composition contributes to animal health, uh, primarily through the uh, uh, essential amino acids that are provided in soy and, and through the energy that's provided to the organism in soy, uh, and how that, how that plays out in the feed ration. Um, our customers know this as well. So the, the animal nutritionists and the integrated animal companies know this. The, the feed millers that produce the feed ration, they also understand um, the, the value of, of the essential amino acid content in soy, the ener metabolizable energy available to the animal through soy protein and, and, and the energy in soy. But there's a disconnect in the trade because at, at, at some point in, in the value chain, uh, soy is at some point it's sold primarily uh, based on an indicator of crude protein as, as the measure of quality. You know, there, there's no animal nutrition requirement for crude protein. Animals require specific amino acids. They require energy. Uh, and that's what we like to think in terms of, but there is this disconnect in the trade where it, it, at certain points in the value chain, it's still buying and selling things based on crude protein. And and that's, that's not a technology issue. That's a marketing issue. But we, we've certainly... Uh, through the farmer leaders investing this soy checkoff, we, we, we've, we've got a great deal of information on how North Carolina soy and, and U.S. soy is qualitatively different from our competition in other parts of the world. Fair enough. And thinking back about technology, um, you know, we've got technology coming out of various sources, a lot of research going on at the university level, of course, um, but also in large companies that have uh, major soybean seed businesses or crop protection businesses on top of this, on top of uh, soy, like the Bayers, the Cortevas, I guess Syngenta, BSF. And then we have some of the smaller companies, uh, the startup community that, that, that's evolving now, for instance, Zcal that you mentioned. 
when you think about those different entities, I mean, are you looking for different things from these groups? Do you feel like you are covered in terms of you know new technology provision because there's so much interest around soybeans across that um, those those three groups, or, or do you see the need for for even more research and, and technology development for for this crop? There's always a need for more technology development because there, you know to some extent there's the fact of you know we we don't know what we don't know, but walking around the trade shows right now, it, it seems like there there's been a lot of growth in the uh, companies and industries that are either working on um, AI, big data applications, uh, sensing ability to combine, you know, the the physical sensor with with the application to handle the data. And of course, drone technology. And I know know we talk about drones a lot, but uh, agricultural drones have gotten quite large. I mean, uh, you know, we're looking at drones now that can can carry, uh, you know, 35 or 40 gallon sprayer tank around so they're they're the size of small cars almost that that's all very interesting but I, I think the there has to be a partnership between basic research and extension to to take technologies that, that, that originate in basic research and, and translate that into the commercial space and into the grower space and ag tech startups are, are either going to be a product of that or, or they're going to be a partner in that or, or maybe both uh, we, we certainly see a lot of ag tech startups come out of the universities, and, and we see others that take technology generated in basic research. And, and I'd like to see that be, you know, sort of the three-legged stool. I had an old boss, Billy Ray Hall, at the North Carolina Rural Center long ago who, who liked to talk about the three-legged stool of rural economic development. And in a way, I guess I see that as the three-legged stool of, of, of soy industry development, you know, basic research, uh, what extension can do, and, and then what Ag biotech plus other, you know, private players in, in the commercial space can, can do with either crop protection products, seed genetic technologies, um, you know, sensing and data handling applications. There's, there's just a, a huge space to play in. Yeah, well, I can't. Uh, what a great wrap up, because I agree with you entirely that, you know, you need to see these different elements kind of working in concert to really produce value for for our growers. So. Charles, thank you. It's been a pleasure to have you on the pod and you're welcome anytime, so thanks. Thank you, my pleasure to be here. is a product of North Carolina State University, the Center of Excellence for Regulatory Science in Agriculture, or SIRSA, the North Carolina Plant Sciences Initiative, and the Southern IPM Center. With AgTech 360, we take a 360-degree view into emerging agriculture technologies that matter. Thanks for listening.